This podcast contains material that some listeners may find objectionable. It may contain graphic descriptions of atrocities committed during the 1937 Nanking Massacre in China. Welcome back to the Undaunted Women of Nanking, the wartime diaries of Minnie Votrin and Sen Shui Fan. As we close in on the end of February, so too have we reached the end of the diaries. Life for the undaunted women has taken on a sort of rhythm. The weather continues to improve as spring approaches, and the refugees enjoy moving about in the sunshine. Religious services are held, with many in attendance. The Japanese occupation still dominates life within Jinling campus and throughout the safety zone. Both Votrin and Sen worry about their friend Mary Twinham, who is gravely ill. Sunday, February 27th, from the Diary of Minnie Votrin. First service at Southgate Christian Church this morning. Almost 60 present. Second service at St. Paul's with almost 40 present. A Japanese Christian at Ladder. Would there were women workers at each place to visit in homes. Our afternoon service was held in the chapel with more than 350 present. What a challenge to see the sea of young faces. They love to sing. Mr. Wang Mi Dae preached. Hereafter, we shall use the big chapel for afternoon meetings. Invited Mrs. Lee, matron at the seminary, to come to Jinling to live, but she cannot leave her present place, for work there will be starting up soon. Service at 3 Ping Song Lane, led by Mr. Mills. Subject, Faith in a Better World. A good deal of sickness in our group. Mary and Miss Wu are in bed here, Blanche in the hospital, and Miss Wong not feeling well. Spring weather continues. They say the soldiers are being changed. Does it mean an improvement? Sunday, February 27th, from the Diary of Sen Shui Fan. These two days, nothing special to be written down. Today, vaccination for chickenpox is administered to over 700 people. Tomorrow is the last day. Next month, flu shots will be given to people. Today, people came here from the countryside again because of bandits. Now, if people have a safe resident certificate, they can come in and out of the city. However, if you have money with you, no matter how much, it will be taken away by the Japanese. Even now, Chang Zifu's son has not come back. There is probably no hope for him to return. Chang often cries for his son. Monday, February 28th, Votrin's Diary. Beautiful weather continues. 
Refugees love to wander out in sunshine, gathering greens everywhere. Gardener taking out broken and trampled shrubs and replacing with better ones. Roof of arts building being repaired. Tung Lao Ban has spent the day estimating losses due to refugee occupation. They amount to $6,800 roughly for the six buildings. All woodwork will need repairing in all floors. Most walls need refinishing. Hardware such as window fasteners have been treated badly when they could not make it work. Spent most of the day preparing a statement to send to New York, which I sent over to the embassy at five o'clock. Also preparing a statement of losses due to Japanese military. Would that other people's losses were as light as ours. Mary went to the hospital this morning with a miserable cold and deep cough. Blanche Wu returned from an 18-day stay there. She insisted on living in Science Hall, and I am helpless to argue against it. An officer and two soldiers called at 1.30 p.m. to see how conditions are on the campus. They also asked about a number of refugees. I had a good opportunity to talk to them about the husbands and sons who have not returned. The officer reported that there are more than 1,000 captives in the model prison, and they are soldiers and officers, no civilians according to his report. About 3 p.m., four soldiers came on sightseeing trip. They were friendly and showed much interest in the library. The brightest one had a map in his hand. He was evidently planning to see the sights of Nanking. One of the men in the swastika society, who had charge of burying the bodies of soldiers and civilians, reported that bodies are now coming up from the Yangtze where they were thrown. He promised to give me a report of numbers. Monday, February 28th, Sen's Diary. Mrs. Twinham is still coughing and has a fever. Tomorrow, I'll send her to the hospital. I have no way to cure her. And it is difficult for me to take care of her because she lives in the high school. Miss Wu went to the hospital again after coming back for only a week. Probably she has bronchitis and has to stay in the hospital. This noon, we add another little refugee and the newborn is very tiny. I'm afraid that it cannot survive. Yesterday, I went to the Nanking University and heard that during these couple of days, quite a number of children died there. The day before, 12, and today, seven children died. There is not ample time to bury them. Sometimes children die too quickly to find other cause. Tuesday, March 1st, from Votrin's Diary. Weather too warm and spring-like. We are fearful of an epidemic of some kind. At 9 a.m. started with Mrs. Sen in a car to call at home of Mrs. Zhao, 
who owns two foreign-style houses over near the examination bureau. We had hopes that her car might still be there, but alas, both houses had been burned and were surely sad-looking. Horses had been stabled in remains of one. The garage was empty, as we feared it might be. Nothing was left of any value and the houses were almost completely wrecked. From there, went to Central Research Institute, where we found a Japanese truck, one Japanese man, not a soldier, and a number of Chinese taking off the biology specimens. I said the material had been given to Jinling College, that we had put two watchmen there to take care of it, that we should have moved it long ago had we had the trucks. They were removing things to the Geological Institute for safekeeping, they said. We went with them to the latter place and found the head man there who said they were storing all science materials in that building for safekeeping. He thought we could get the specimens later, but he was not sure. If we wanted them taken to Jinling, we would have to get permission from military at Xingyai Kao. To the latter place we went and then Mrs. Sen left me. Strange enough, I found two young men there who went with me in their car to both the research institute and geological institute and gave orders that specimens were not to be removed and later took me back to their office and gave me a letter of permission to move the things to Jinling. On my way home, stopped at Three Ping Song Xiang and arranged for the ambulance and truck to begin to transport this afternoon. By 4 p.m., two loads had come over. Hope to continue good work tomorrow. Cannot account for good fortune, for there were any number of places where the plan might have been blocked. It pays to be friendly and kind, yet persistent. Have been sickened this p.m. by a sight in the practice school campus. My dog Laddie had brought in the head of a little baby. The body had perhaps been thrown out or only partially buried. Neighborhood women report that it is still not possible for them to remain in their homes, as soldiers came and insist on their finding Hua Gunyang. Also sums as small as 20 coppers were taken from people yesterday. In eastern part of city, when we went this morning, we saw no Chinese except people carrying loot. The process continues. Many soldiers and many military vehicles were seen. Tanks, armored cars, ammunition, etc. Saw no stores open except a few conducted by Japanese. It would be a bold merchant who would open a store under present conditions. And this is two and one half months after entry. Now for Sen's diary of the same day. Mrs. Twenham entered the hospital, and my responsibility is lessened. But every day, I have to go outside and do work for her, such as distributing milk powder and checking if the mothers give it to their children. Also, I have to teach them how to mix the milk powder. Some people do not give fish liver oil to children because the latter do not like to take it. 
the mothers do not understand the benefits of taking the supplement. So I have to explain it to them. Even though it is free of charge, they do not want to take it until their children become ill. Then they become worried. Now there are so many children coughing, and many will have chickenpox in the future. What happened to Minnie Votrin and Sen Shui Fan after peace came to Nanking? How did they process the trauma they endured once it was no longer a daily reality? In our final episode, we'll explore the lives of the undaunted women as they try to find meaning and peace after the horrors they've witnessed. Thanks for listening.